0: Welcome everybody to another episode of Poems for People Who Hate Poetry. And in this week and maybe one more week we'll see how it goes, I wanted to do some experiments on a series of poems, a very small snippet of poems that Napoleon Hill, the author of Think and Grow Rich, really loved. And there's a book out there called Poems for People Poems to Inspire You to Think and Grow Rich. And I, you know it's interesting that this guy who is Uh, dedicated and believed very strongly in just making lots of money. And that's what Think and Go Rich was all about. And he's become famous from, he became famous from that work that he believed and included in his book on generating wealth, poems. I think that's an interesting thing. So if you're a salesperson in marketing, if you're a business operator, if you want to be an entrepreneur, all those types of things, I think it's very valuable to read poetry. So the poem we're going to read today is called Invictus. By uh, Ernest Hanley. but before and uh, before I read that, I think there's one story from this book that's really interesting and may help you um from the book Think and Grow Rich, I, if you like that series, you might, you know enjoy this poem, although this poem is deeper. Than this one story, it's it's a, a very profound poem that can help you build an indomitable character, a character able to withstand the slings and arrow arrows of uh, you know what the world can throw at you. So um, anyway, the uh, the the what I wanted to talk about real quick is the story that he that Napoleon Hill tells. I don't think it's a true story. I think it's just a, basically a folk tale. But the idea of it's pretty cool i think and i think we all can appreciate it on some level anyway and it's the story of mr darby and his search for gold so mr darby was a young man who got gold fever and he went you know in the early uh, 1900s and he went to go dig some gold and he found a mine he went in and he started digging and then he found a little bit of gold and so he took some of that and he started buying a little bit of equipment and then he kept digging and got a little bit more gold and then he went out and he got investors he got his family to help him give some money get some money then he bought more you know uh, mine digging equipment and he was able to hire some people and they went and they were able to dig more and they kept digging and he kept getting a little bit of gold a little bit of gold and then all of a sudden one day he started digging and then he pulled up dirt And he just kept pulling up dirt. And for days on end, he kept pulling up dirt after dirt after dirt. And eventually his face went ashen. And he realized that this wasn't a gold mine, you know, in the sense of there was going to be a gold mine that you could find at the end of this thing, that it was just dirt, that he had just found some flakes from another mine or something. So he went to sell his equipment to try to salvage some money and maybe he could try to pay back the immense amount of debt that he had incurred. And he sold it to a man. The man bought the equipment and then he hired a geologist to go and figure it out and uh, and go to this mine and check it out. The geologist said, I guess this guy, Mr. Darby, never heard of fault lines because he had dug and was only three feet from gold. So if he would have kept digging one more minute, one more day, he would have gotten to this huge gold mine, which the guy who bought the equipment eventually got. So the moral of the story is, you know, don't quit, to be persistent, to not give up because there's, you know, hurdles in your past path. And um, Napoleon Hill goes on to say that Mr. Darby, in fact, does learn this lesson and he um, learns it so well. That he is able to uh, apply this to his next profession when he sells insurance, and he learned the lesson of you know not uh, taking no for an answer in this case. So that's just a small little example of persistence. Now, these types of ideas are very much more complicated, but I think it's it's helpful to have these these views and to kind of think about it at least. This is one way of looking at persistence. Never give up. You you might be three feet from gold. But the question is, how do you build a character that's able to withstand the slings and arrows of life and what everything happens to you? And this poem, I think, can help you. Uh, It is called Invictus. Now, I'll read it. And I'll do just a quick little discussion of it. It's a a great poem. It's one that I think you can memorize. You can put on your wall. I actually used to sell little posters of them uh, for wall art because it's very inspirational. It's great for an office. So Invictus, out of the night that covers me, black as the pit from pole to pole, I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul in the spell clutch of circumstance i have not winced nor cried aloud under the bludgeonings of chance my head is bloody but unbowed beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the horror of the shade Ooh, there's some bad shade and yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid it matters not how straight the gate how charged with punishments the scroll i am the master of my fate i am the captain of my soul so let's go through this stanza by stanza out of the night that covers me black is the pit from pole to pole now this is a poem that is really about a deep dark pit that humans can go to Uh, In fact, there's a movie called Invictus with Matt Damon and Morgan Freeman, where they're playing, uh, Morgan Freeman's playing Nelson Mandela. And this was Nelson Mandela's real life favorite poem, while he was in prison in Robben Island for 26 years for an unjust, you know, misdemeanor crime that he did. And they sent him to jail for political reasons, essentially for 26 years. So out of the night, that covers me. So he's in this night. So one of the things you can do in reading poetry and what this does to enhance your entire life is that it gives you images and ways of thinking about the world that's not your typical way of thinking about the world. And life is long, so stop making your life so boring by thinking about it the way everybody else does. So out of the night that covers me, so in this analogy or metaphor, night is a thing that's covering you like a blanket, like a sheet like a, like a a, a, terp, a, a blanket over your head, a, a curtain shielding you from all of reality. And it's just night, Blackness. Black is the, you know now we're getting a picture of it. We're getting, you know, images uh, drawn in detail. Black is the pit. You think of the pit and the pendulum, like you're down in the pit of the darkness, and there's no light can even get there. It's like the bottom of the ocean. There's literally, you know, light can often get into creepy places, but not in this case. I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. So, and I always like that the idea of he's thanking gods. So whatever gods you may worship, or if you don't worship any gods, you know, this could be kind of almost ironic where it's really just the idea of this this powerful, admirable being that you want to be more like. And that's one way of looking at a god. So I think whatever gods may be for my unconquerables. and, And he could even be talking about himself, that there's something in himself that it's not from some outer being. It's It's him that has this unconquerable soul. Maybe he's the one who created it. So we have this image of he's in this dark place and he has, thank God, an unconquerable soul in the fell clutch of circumstance. So he's in this circumstance that he has no control over. And yet I have not winced nor cried aloud under the bludgeonings, even getting hit in the head by life, by a literal guard, if you're Nelson Mandela, if you're, you know, Think of you're wrongly imprisoned, um, like Reuben Hurricane Carter. Like that's a terrible. Uh, or at least I, I assume he was wrong. Actually, I think there's evidence that he was guilty. In fact, but anyway, um, you know, under the bludgeonings of chance, my head is bloody but unbowed my head is bloody, but I'm bowed. So no matter what goes your way, no matter how many times you're destroyed, no matter how many times people harm you, no matter how many no's you get, your head can, if you're in sales, you're in negotiation, your head is bloody, but you won't give up no matter what kind of circumstances you you have. If you're in real estate and you invested a house and it burns down right before you're about to sell it, like your head is bloody, but unbowed. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms, but the horror of the shade. And yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. So no matter what's happening in this this world around you, no matter what you're doing, and no matter what life is throwing at you, beyond that place that you're at right now, it's very likely that there's more ahead of you, that it's not the end. No matter how much you'd like it to be, and so in that dark place, it shall find and fi- it finds and shall find me unafraid. Now that is not a rosy colored look at the world. That's a look at that. you got cancer and you got you know hit by a car in the same week and you lost your job and your health insurance. And all that's ahead of you, is more and more horror and shade, and yet it will find you unafraid. I think this is a real man's poem. There's a lot of like rosy-colored Pollyanna philosophy out there where everything's just going to work out. And maybe it will, but maybe it won't. And if it doesn't, what are you going to do about it? You're going to keep fighting. You're going to keep digging. You're going to keep moving forward. That's what this poem, I think, is about. It's about an unconquerable soul. It matters not how straight to the gate. It doesn't matter who's president. It doesn't matter who's you know uh, creating the laws. You don't. You can't control that. It doesn't matter how charged with punishments the scroll, the scroll being laws. There could be stupid laws put in place. It could be stupid laws about immigration. It could be stupid laws about your industry. And yeah, I'm not saying you shouldn't fight that. Or I don't think that's what this poem is saying either. What the poem is saying is that that cannot affect your internal soul because i am the master of my fate i am the captain of my soul so that's the poem invictus by henley i hope you check that out read it print it out put it on your you know uh put on your wall i have a whole bunch of poetry on my wall i think it's very inspirational you know when you're in difficult times read that poem read it every morning memorize it you will get better with words You will become a better person, and I will help you with that in the next poem uh, for poetry, poetry for people who hate poems, for people who hate poetry. See you next time.